Oh. L.I.W. Anthology Series Review, Episode 46, Friday the 13th of the Series, 112, Faith Healer, I'm Phoenix West. Adam Wilcox. Friday the Dick Teeth. Dick it. <laughs> Welcome, guys. Today it's Adam's fault. He chose that episode. It wasn't terrible. No. Just, no, matter what, <laughs> no matter what, I was going to blame him. That's <laughs> true, that's fine. <laughs> I knew I was guilty no matter what, so I'm like, eh, I'll pick something I like. Yeah. I, I, I think this was actually not too bad. It was pretty enjoyable. I did enjoy this episode. This is our second go-around with this uh, series. It's one of the better ones that pop up on the list, some people's favorites. I'm just shocked that David Cronenberg directed something like that. Well, it's fun because it's something I kind of learned from you guys is a lot of our, our favorite directors have done TV episodes. So when they do, sometimes it's exciting, and sometimes it's like, wait, he did that? Yeah, I'm kind of shocked, yeah. Cause this is, this was is, he there? Well, I guess, <laughs> did he yeah. show up that day? <laughs> well, apparently, because Canadian, he's Canadian, so that's probably why. He was just, you know, he was getting his equity check. <laughs> he had to keep and his it was health insurance. It was after his successes, too. So it yeah. wasn't like, you know, he was like, you know, guest director, you know, so. Well, his so. successes, I mean, I think The Fly was his only real big hit, honestly. I mean, his uh, other which, movies did... That came out in, what, 88? 80-something. 80 it had to be 86. It so had this, to be before this. Yeah, so this was kind of around... Yeah, probably uh, before this, yeah. I'll, I'll be looking. I got, I got a phone here. I can look that up. Yeah. Because I think the flies... Americans know him most for that one. Yeah. Oh, and the modern stuff. Time. Well, he's done a lot of weird... Like, now he does more of his modern stuff with, like... Um, What's his name? Vigo Mortensen. It's like it's not. It's violent, but it's not body horror. And Robert Pattinson. Yeah, Robert Pattinson a lot. Yeah. He kind of played that body horror thing all the way to the to the completion. Ooh. The fly was eighty yeah. six, and this was nineteen eighty eight. And right. he followed this up with Dead Ringers, the very interesting Jeremy Walken. Irons movie. Oh, Jeremy yeah. Irons. Yeah, yeah, Dead Zone was eighty three. Video yeah, Drum that's... was eighty three. Scanners was eighty one. Um, what? Yeah, he, shit. His best movie. Dead is Zone in was pretty good. Two thousand one. Oh, I love Dead Zone. He made Spiders. He's done a lot. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, I'm looking at his Dead, his Dead list. Zone was a good movie, and then it spawned a pretty decent TV series too with uh, Anthony McCall. Oh hell, he hasn't made anything good lately though. Ooh, no. Consumed, never heard of it. Maps of the Stars. No, awful. And Cosmopolis. That's it, yeah. He Ma- hasn't done anything good since 2007, I would say. Yeah, Maps of the Stars is fucking terrible. I hated that movie. I remember you telling me about that a couple oh, episodes wow. ago. I'm like, okay, we'll avoid that, definitely. It's like, I, you want to know what's going on, the movie's like, oh, we're not interested in you. You don't, you don't matter here. This isn't for you. And this you're like, but us. I'm the audience. And you're like, no, no, no. You got us all wrong, man. Jesus. It's like a David Lynch movie. I'm like, oh no, this is for David Lynch and that's it. You don't need to be here. Yeah. Wow. I'm kind of shocked he hasn't done like a TV show in between. He hasn't really worked in a while. They put him in Canadian retirement. He's too busy tying knots on old men. <laughs> exactly. That's my favorite thing to do in my pastime, yes. Tying, tying knots on old naked Canadian men. Shit, he works with Jer- uh, Jeremy Irons a lot, so that means Jeremy Irons might be a cuckoo head. Yeah, I can see that. He is yeah, kind I of a weird dude. Too. Yeah. 
Oh. I love working with David. All right, so Adam, you chose it. Go ahead and set it up. Uh, basically, a faith healer is about a, a fraud. You know, you got your your standard tele- televangelist, uh, faith healer type scam artist. We've seen this kind of stuff done in, in uh, X Files and stuff like that. But I thought this one was interesting. The gist of this is is he's a fraud. There's a guy on this show that we're pretty sure is drunk all the time, but he has like a very strange de- line delivery system where everything he says, he kind of sounds like he's drunk or whatever. So he's the guy that debunks faith healers, and he gets caught at the beginning, and uh, he, he gets outed. You know, he's trying to con a bunch of people out of some money. They chase him into an alley. A bunch of crippled people are chasing him. We had a pretty good laugh at that, I knew as I knew we would. Uh as he winds up at the end of the alley, he finds a glove. And the gist of the glove is the glove actually does heal people. But what it does is it takes away whatever's wrong with the, takes the, their malady. the person. Yeah, it take, takes it away. And then he has to hurry up and get, it, it, it does it to you. But unless you can give it to somebody else. If you give it to somebody else, it magnifies it tenfold. Did they set that up that goods. you have a time limit? They, I don't think they set up the no. time limit, but but I think you know because if you watch the the beginning there, his hands gradually getting worse and worse and worse. I think that's the closest to the setup we got, but yeah, it was a little a little off kilter. Kind of, I wish they would have said something because at the end we're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, but he has we'll exactly sixty six seconds to yeah. you know yeah, like like a dark man. You know, you you have the the mask for ninety nine minutes and then it you know falls apart. Set up perfectly, but yeah, know, no, I mean it, it's you know Friday the Thirteenth series. Cronenberg obviously didn't write it, but he directed it. I thought he did a pretty decent well, job. But. Here you go, Jerry is a Cronenberg uh, crony. He was in Existence. He's oh, in yeah. Naked uh, Lunch. He's in Scanners. He's in The Brood. He's in Rabbit. He's in a lot of his earlier stuff. So this is a go-to. Cronenberg actor, the Jerry the guy who played Naked Jerry. Lynch. Okay, I used to watch that movie just to laugh at it, but I've never actually liked that movie. And he hasn't he hasn't worked since two thousand four. I all I remember is from about Naked Lunches on The Simpsons when they walk out, and Nelson's like, "I can think of two <clears throat> things wrong with that title." And guess what? <laughs> yeah, this guy uh, he's in Jason X. Yeah, he's yeah. Dieter Perez. Yeah. Isn't Cronenberg in that I saw thing? Jason X. I did find out something on my end here. Uh, you know the vamp, the cape they mentioned at the end? And, and this won't spoil anything, but the, you know the end, they wrap up, and then they're like, she says, we got to go look for a cape. Do you remember that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Nobody's saying anything. So she says they're going to look for a cape, but apparently in the next episode, they find a vampire's cape. That's what the episode's about. But I went to the next episode. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, it's been a while I, since I watched these. And I need to watch this one now. We, you need to choose this next, Adam, because it says this first <laughs> sentence is, is hilarious. Because I want to know how they how they explain this away. Mickey and Ryan are transported to 1875 London. <laughs> what? What do you mean well, they're here's, transported? <clears throat> here's the tra- the trivia for this episode. Mickey mentions the vampire's cape, which is the antique the trio will hunt for in the next episode. Yeah, that's the Baron's Bride. So it, we're going to have to watch that next. I, I want to see the, how they explain how they time travel. It sounds awful. The worst awful. part of this show is, and I, I've said, because I think this is only the second one that we've watched together, so, uh, episode of this yeah, series that yeah. we've watched together. And 
the thing that drives me crazy about the show it, it was kind of an 80s thing is you always, always had everything on an up note like a joke or something like that and it's so bad it's just yeah. it's dragging it out just for this it's like you know what just wrap it up don't 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 attempt to try to be funny because it doesn't work you know uh these people in this show as many episodes as i've watched i love the stories i love the the fact that you know they're they're ch- they're hunting down cursed goods and each week it's a different you know cursed good but they have zero chemistry these people they don't yeah like they, they just don't canadian gel. andrew mccarthy and and that canadian girl? Andrew the, <laughs> john john delaney is his name uh he was in one. He was actually in one of the the Friday the Thirteenth movies, the worst <clears> one actually. Uh, uh, Jason goes to hell. He's in that's that. John Lemay. John Lemay. Yeah. So sorry, it's funny because he's John also LeMay. in a. He's also in Jason goes to hell. Yes. So uh, he's in Jason goes to hell, and uh, he, he actually left the show after a while. He 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 moved on, and they replaced him with somebody else. And oh no, I don't think anybody even fucking noticed. So it just replaced him with a different guy. I want to look it up now. I want to see who they replaced him with. Yeah, I, I don't remember the guy's name, but like I I, I want to say John uh, Delamay De, De was uh, in like the first two seasons, and I think he was gone after that. And they actually did write him out of the show too. They didn't just Let's see. put some other guy to pull a you know fucking bewitched on him and just replace the guy with a different guy. Yeah, with a different Darren. Notices. Yeah, different Darren. Um, let's see here. Wow, the writer of this episode, Christine Cornish, basically wrote two episodes of The Campbells. Never and that was in 1990, and she's never been heard from since. Sounds like a very Canadian TV show. Yeah. <laughs> she must have married a very Canadian Mountie. Also, listeners, if you haven't watched our previous review of Friday the 13th, the series, I'll just set it up as quickly as possible so that we can get past this shit. Uh, This is a TV show that was originally supposed to be called The 13th Hour. It's owned by Frank Mancuso Jr., who also owns the rights to Friday the 13th. At the literally at the zero hour, they decided to change it to Friday the 13th, the series, to get more people to watch it. And thus re- had years of confusion as to what this show is about. Yes. Years Here, of confusion. Here's his replacement. There's uh, there's John DeLamay's replacement. That guy right Just there. Just some, some guy. Oh, yeah. Mickey gave me the yeah. phone number. Oh, he tries to do the voice, too. Well, that's just a Canadian voice. Frank, <laughs> Man- sound like that. Frank Mancuso Jr. has a very, very specific link to somebody's favorite director. Is it me or Adam? That's you. I figured as much the way you said it. <laughs> a little movie called Ronin. He produced it. Oh, yeah. I think we, we talked about that before. Yeah. Yeah. And the Species movies. And that's really about it's it. Tasha Hendridge. Uh, yeah, he hasn't worked since 2016. And, oh, upcoming Projects 3. And who's the male lead in uh, Species, the first one? Michael Madsen. <laughs> And Ben Kingsley, so does that work? Yeah. I forgot he's in that. It's been a yeah. long time since I've seen Species. I always oh, yeah. remember that movie being smarter than it really is. No, it's, it's dumb not as that shit. Smart. It's, it's oh, kind of a, it's a B movie. Yeah. Oh okay. God, yeah, him I remember being in it because early Forrest Whitaker, you always remember him. And yeah. Everything. Well, even later, 
What are you gonna get on the dish? I'm like, oh god. Water, water. One, two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the actual episode. Uh, yeah, Adam, it is very confusing why it's named this show. It's just there for uh, brand recognition and to, to sell to advertisers. That, it, that's it has it. absolutely nothing to do with Jason Voorhees or nothing. Camp Crystal Lake or anything like that. It is Friday the 13th in name only. Nothing it's, to do it's, with it. It's alarming. That, that's, that's it. I'll go with yeah, Kurt Russell. Yeah. There we go. It's almost not fair. Because uh, I, I actually like this show, and I like it for what it is, and I figured yeah. out very early on that it had nothing to do with Jason Voorhees. It was just something that was on after Star Trek on Friday nights, and I started watching them, and I'm like, oh, these are kind of like Twilight Zones, where they're, each week it's a different story. And I like stuff like that, so, and I got hooked on it. It's weird because me and my mom, my mom was actually the one that got me into anthology shows, because we would watch this, and then... We tried Freddy's Nightmares and we're like, oh no, that's unwatchable. No, yeah, that was those, pretty bad. Unwatchable. Those, we, that, that's up there with like Tales from the Crypt. You know, it's like both no, of those were like that's the, way two, worse. two sides of one bad coin. But she know. loved the Crypt Keeper, so we watched that. And then eventually it was Beyond Belief when that came on. I think I'm pretty sure she was getting wet because it used to be hosted by uh, James Brolin. And Jonathan Franks. Not yet. A little Franks. bit of a sidebar. You guys were getting into Creep Show recently. Yeah. I just watched the new episode, and they've replaced the the dummy from Creep Show with a cartoon. He's animated now. They did. He's a car- actually cooler that way. They did yeah, a, cartoon a cartoon episode, um, which I found. I found two secret episodes of that show. One's a cartoon episode. One's like a weird holiday special, but it's like a whole forty five minute story. So maybe we'll watch those. I, I'll, we'll save the Christmas one for Christmas. That sounds fun. Yay. Something it's a creep show. What do you mean, Goodies yeah. for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Our year of labor now. is paid off finally, Dick. Yeah. Huzzah! Huzzah! I knew we'd be rewarded eventually. I God did reward you. I let you pick episodes this week. I'm, I'm excited for my next week. Yeah. I can't wait to share amazing stories with you. Oh, wait. No, it's not no, next I, week, I, is it? I, 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 I enjoy the hell out of this show. I just like making yeah. jokes whenever I can. This show, Friday the 13th, is good. It's a, it's a, it's a good show. I, 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 yeah. I have nothing. Like, it's dated, but not horribly. Yeah. Like, they Most don't have the, the stuff blaring that you can't 80s. Stand is just stuff that we hate about the 80s uh, spills it all over this, you know. Yeah. But, but the little nuggets that are good, like the writing and the production and uh, guest actors and stuff like that, yeah. it, it's really the stories that carry this through. I think yeah. part of the reason it's not so dated is because it is Canadian. So it's not as if it was if this were American, it would be so fucking dated. Like, but they kept it simple. C- Canadians were like ten years behind yeah. everybody else in the United States. So everything that's in this show it looks like it was shot in the seventies. Yeah. Except Roby has eighties hair, big giant eighties oh, yeah. rock star fucking eighties hair. Two different styles and, of that hair. Yeah, it's it's fucking ridiculous. Because this is right? haircut number one or hairstyle number one, I should say. It's all like poofed uh, out and curly. I, I came this close to picking the Halloween episode, but I figured that one would confuse you guys because you don't really. This is kind of one of those shows where you kind of want to watch it from the beginning because there is a little bit of character development in the first couple of seasons, and then yeah, it's just but curse good of the week, you know, yeah. where most of the ones that we've watched is just curse good of the week. So yeah, but uh, let's go to the end where her hair. Look at this, completely different. It's all oh, and if. If the audience doesn't know what these people are doing, uh, the Roby and John DeLamay inherited this this uh, 
cursed good shop and the guy that owned the shop before the one that died he made a deal with the devil to sell cursed goods on earth for rewards in hell and uh he was trapped and sent straight to hell and they inherit the shop and they find out what's been going on and they're their duty basically is to buy back all these cursed goods because they're creating hell on earth. Well, so I have a question. I'm kind of surprised this hasn't been remade yet. I have a question. I, it would be pr- perfect for a remake. Um, <laughs> is that like the first episode is explaining why they own the shop, or is there an actual story in the yeah. first episode, like a superhero? Yeah, the first episode origin? sets sets all that up. But it, is there it, also it shows... like an actual story? Yeah. Beyond well, I mean, that, that that is that is the that I mean that pretty much is the story. There, That's there what I'm are it, it does progress from there, but it, it mostly it's just it is monster episode of the week. I just uh, mean if we watch the first and, episode, is it just the setup for the premise of the of the series, or is pretty it pretty much that the, the and... first episode actually. It, it is that, and there's also a curse. Okay, that's what I was saying. It's like an origin story for a superhero movie where I, they have to I throw in a I villain. I didn't pick the, the pilot. The pilot's good, but I didn't pick it because I know how much you, you hate creepy doll stuff, and the first one is a creepy doll episode. It depends. <laughs> you probably wouldn't like it. It's just boring. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it's just that it's been done so much. Yeah. But the first one is pretty clever. So it, it, it's, it's kind of like Chucky. The first episode, yeah. without, without you know Brad Dorif and the little guy running around. The only reason I like that. Child's Play is because of Brad Dorif. That man's amazing. No, yeah, the man it's is a, a, also is a the, the first movie is a good story. At least I, I did, I do enjoy that movie. If in case any of our watchers here need to jerk off, there you go. Now's your time. There you go, right there. There we go. All right, got that out of the way. Face, Betty. Yeah, the first woman. This is the first woman that uh, makes him use the powers because he he gets he leaves the room because Drunky McDrunkerson uh, exposes <laughs> him by taking the cataract contact out of the blind you know quote blind guy's eyes, and then he he flees. He immediately runs away like a bitch. He's like yeah, and it's like a series of Night of the Living Dead uh, like zombie he old runs people like a girl too. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the but it's like old people, people walkers on walkers him. going. Hey, you! You lied to me. We're gonna we're gonna bash in your fucking skull and step on your nut. Like they're saying horrible things. So he's running away. He just needs to they walk away to piss off space. an army of cripples. Yeah, <laughs> but then he runs away to an alleyway. At the end, he, he collapses and he just looks down and sees a glove. And what are the odds it does the thing he was like? What are the well, the fucking sheer odds that he finds? Exactly what he was missing are amazing, but whatever doesn't bother me. I'm just saying that's fine. That's, yeah, that's you kind of a reoccurring thing with this show. Yeah, exactly. You got 20 minutes to get your fucking show across. You got. Well, you I, I think they, they have a phrase for that, and it's yeah, because 45. of Charles Dickens. I think it's called Dickensian reasoning because in Charles Dickens' work, shit like that happens all the time, but it's like a coincidence. Yeah, it's not set up. It's just for the plot movement. So I guess that is a real thing. That's I think it's called. Dickensian well, this, it, this, plotting or something like that. This does happen for a reason, though. Like it's, it's no, I know, no, but it's just, it's just out of nowhere. This shit. It's not like we see this glove got thrown out. We don't see the yeah. Stuff it's just there. He's just, that's just there. And you for can tell a lot of that's a, a product yeah. of like you know in the last couple of years we're just so used to over explaining of everything. Well, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. They, they would, they would set something like that up. Like, how oh, did the yeah. glove get in the alley? Because some producer would be. Stuck there on a Wednesday saying, I don't understand how the glove got in the alley in the first place. And so then they got to fucking rewrite everything. So, no, they'd have a six. And like you said earlier, 
Cronenberg's probably like, fuck that. The, the glove was just there. It was just yeah. there. It doesn't matter. It came out of my... No, Cronenberg came up with a reason. He go, okay, you want a reason? How about this? A homeless man pulled it out of his rectum, and it was a bleeding orifice full of pus and blood and shit. I can film that for you if you want me to. N- just I'm cut it out. Just no. Randomly shows up. Okay, David. Sorry. Dave. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, David. David Cronenberg. No, Dave's but, not here, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Cronenberg, man. Oh, no. Cronenbergman. Yeah, that'd be great if Cronenberg just, he's just like, they try to question him, he just looks at him, and he goes, I can make this way worse, you know. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Hair. I'm sorry, Cronenberg. I'm sorry. You're right. He gives you the hairy eyeball through his glasses. Yeah. Now, nowadays, he's, they would do a uh, six-episode backstory about the glove winding its way there. Pretty much, yeah. It have its own comic book series. Yeah, it have a comic prequel series. The glove, the glove, the glove, and it's got the the thing font. Yeah, or it's melt. Fifteen minutes of the episode would be why is the glove there, and then we would we would rush through the fuck everything else. But there's one thing that I wish I would I, I kind of wanted to see. I know it's it's established because he absorbs the the sickness and he has to give it to somebody else, and they they get and they die because it basically goes to another human being. I wanted to kind of see. Because he's successful now. He's a successful healer on yeah. television, making millions of dollars. I kind of wanted to see, what is he doing? Does he have like a room full of people that he transfers this shit over to? Or does he just go out at night to like the local bar and be like, hi, baby, and pats her on the back and she goes, ah! And like, I mean, does he have people in a room somewhere? Or does he well, kidnap people? They don't That'd show him. interesting. What you expect to see is what in the beginning, where it looks like a it looks like an execution video with the with the guy in the in the wheelchair. It looks like he's yeah. standing behind him, like he's going to blow his brains out. But and you, ex- so that's how he does it originally. But now he doesn't do that because when we watch him again when he has the glove. We, it's just like him saying, "Come on over." It's not him healing someone because he would have to go heal and then go behind a curtain and be like, "Ah!" What's that mean? Yeah, like, grab a stage so hand or all, something. Is it all fake then on television? It's it's phony, but then when he he does it here and there real and so he can kill somebody off cam- off the camera yeah. of the show i don't know i don't know it's it's fun I, to I would think like about. to have seen that yeah I, I, yeah it, he, i mean he, he did establish that he has an army of goons and they have yeah. a scene that kind of goes yeah. on a little longer than i would like it to where jack marshack is supposedly picking a lock and these two faith healer goons like haul him downstairs but I would assume that he has a set of goons that go out on the street and find people that are fucking strung out. Of yeah. Oh, like, I want to see in. that. Yeah. I I'll give you that. a free fix. And then yeah. he just kind of shows up with the glove. Do you want help? Alley. Do you want help from the Lord to it, heal you? That would be cool. Yeah. If they remade this and it was like an hour long, that would be cool. That'd just be like cool. Hellraiser 2. When it is an hour long. Yeah, it is an hour it, long. It, it was, <laughs> uh, you're right, it was an hour long. I was thinking it was a half an hour. No. It, it felt it felt pretty short, though. This That's was, why we had to show up. This one felt pretty quick. I, I was because I was kind of dreading the time, and this one went by pretty fast. Because Cronenberg, say what he will, the guy knows how to tell a story. Yeah. So he's pretty. Well, that's what we dread the about all these shows. Now. It's fun to see a, a short story in a short time, but it's what do they spend that time revealing to us? You know, how do they pace this shit out? It's yeah. Well, Dick, you were there on the first Friday the Thirteenth episode we did. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, this show moves along. It clicks along at a good pace. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. No, I, I felt the, the, last, the first one dragged a bit. I, I a bit, that was, but that, that's that kind of interesting. I think this one was better. This one had better. That was, the actors. bingo hopper picked that one for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say this this one was no, way better. That one was. I went. You went Friday the Thirteenth. I go. Okay, pick a season blind. And you're like, I want to pick the up. I'm like, no, no. 
a season and a number, and I made you pick it like that. May as well be the bingo hopper. Yeah, exactly. It's the same fucking concept. Bingo hopper, the brain. No, the bingo hopper is much more evil. Well, this this yeah. bingo hopper belongs in this shop of Curious Goods. It does. I think it's where you bought it, you fucking awful man. He does. He bought it out of the fucking Curious Goods. I bought it at Walmart. Not not, not just like, that far off. Yeah, same thing. Just like same where thing. I got your where I got your um, Winston Zeddemore vintage figure. I bought it at some weird uh, hellish uh, antique store. I will not yeah, notice its evil presence. If if you notice Winston walking at night, just ignore it. He's fine. Like, he's not gonna uh, kill you. A black man walking around my house at night. Oh <laughs> no, it's a toy. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> That's what's gonna be the problem. <laughs> Dear God. Oh, my God, Winston, what are you doing? I do want to thank you, Dick, because you sent me a box full of goods, curious goods, and it's a lot of, like, Ghostbusters, Nick Cage stuff, and also a yeah. bunch of books, and none of them were Nazi books, so I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's see? a bonus. You gotta, you gotta yeah. appreciate Those are the mine. Things. I mean, I didn't look to see if you just took the face of, you know, the cover of the face-off book and wrapped it around Mein Kampf. I didn't look, <laughs> yeah. but... Uh, that's a <laughs> I'm gonna find. Don't another give one. him ideas now. Don't I will find. I will find another face off and send it to you one of these days. Your signed copy of Mein Kampf. <laughs> Mein Kampf. He's he's, oh, a, he's in Argentina. He went down and got it signed. Thank you, Adolf. He's like keep spreading. Hello. Keep spreading the face off. Keep spreading the word. I love that movie Face Off. Do, is, oh wait. Oh, I get this. You're, you're doing the Lord's work, Dick. Why did you put my co- my uh, face-off book cover on my book? I don't like that. <laughs> face-off is a great novelization. Why'd you ruin that novelization? I, I was, He's a big I, fan. Because I'm writing my own face-off novelization book, I was like, do I look in this? And I went, yes, and I, I saw like should. Archer says no. And I was like, okay, that's enough of this. <laughs> I'll read it after I'm finished, which is in 10 years. You need to. You need, it's What's going to be the horror movie is you're going to read the book and it's just like yours. But like it writes itself, so you're <sighs> it's the future. Ah, yeah, and I get yeah, no residuals, <laughs> nothing. Exactly. Yeah, nothing. You just you just die. Okay, so uh, I did like the scenes where he's transferring. Cronenberg uh, is really good with the body horror, and he's one of the few body horror people that it doesn't bother me because he's not going off of uh, what's his fucking name, Adam. This is your genre. What's his name? The body horror writer that you love. Oh, uh, Philip H.P. Uh, 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 Lovecraft. Yeah. yeah, it's not very oh, Lovecraft. Okay. I didn't realize I didn't realize Lovecraft was pretty much body horror. I mean, he does do that sometimes, but yeah, that's just one of his. Things. I've seen three Lovecraft movies. All three of them are body horror. That's Stuart Gordon movies. He's a big body that's horror. That's true. Guy too. Maybe that's the problem. Yeah, Stuart Gordon no. would be a more. One of them was uh, uh, Color Out of Space. That was body horror. Well, the Color Out of Space that you saw. And the actual story. Don't blame me. You said that so <laughs> shitty, like I'm, like you saw, and like I made it. Yeah, no, 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 no. I just, I just meant that they, they, the story. Like I've seen three versions of Colorado Space. Not all of them have like people fused together. Okay, so, so was that Richard but, Lester's movie? No, no Richard that Stanley. Was, uh, Oh, Richard Stanley. That's Stanley. Not, yeah, Richard so, Stanley. So, but keep in mind, I've watched three Lovecraft movies. It's a, yeah. you know, obviously I saw the from from beyond. Um, what's the green one? <laughs> Fuck. Reanimator. Reanimator, and then I saw yeah. Color Out of Space, and they're all body horror. So I just assume that's how the writer works. But oh no 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 no. Okay. No, just, anyway, you just have to pick all the ones that do. do what are the fucking odds? <laughs> anyway, it's the three most famous ones. What are the odds? But, um. This version, when he takes off the glove after the first time he uses it on the old lady, 
and he peels it off and it, like pulls his skin off. I'm like, oh man, that like it's effective. And I can't believe they showed that on TV. It's like goopy and it pulls back. It's like damn. Friday the Thirteenth actually was pretty violent for for the time, and uh, they used to show it late at night. That was kind of how they got away with it. And uh, like I said, they always had that like upbeat ending so that they they would you know. Oh, everybody's too scared. We got to have the upbeat ending so that they don't leave all you know terrified or something. I'm like, no, fucking let it keep let it keep this shit up at night. You know what I mean? Like, well, torture these motherfuckers. Here we go. Let's not forget about four years later we were seeing Sipowitz's ass on television. Yeah. Oh, oh, look at that. Why did you have to bring that up again? I'd rather watch. Ass. I'd rather watch six hours of that than Sipowitz's ass. Fucking His hairy... Dennis Franz's ass on live TV. Look oh. at that. Look at my ass, David Caruso. He didn't show his ass in Die Hard 2, and that's rated R. But he I shows wish. up to the set of a TV show, and <laughs> I want to show no, my ass. Instead, instead, we got the, the the fucking Grim Reaper guy from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey's ass. We got his ass instead. Dude, his naked tight shoes. He has a name. <laughs> fucking great. William Love Sadler it. has a name. William a great Sadler. name. William Sadler is a great actor. Damn right. He is great. Lawyer fucked him. Larry Fuckman, didn't do it. Larry Fuckman. Oh, chuck, I, a, oh. chuck a fat ass over there. I always feel like uh, uh, Willem Dafoe in Speed 2 is trying to recreate his uh, William Sadler scenes from Die Hard 2. Maybe. He's jealous. It, it felt very similar. I could have showed my ass. God damn it. Except one has leeches. That's funny. Oh. Uh, I'm looking around. Uh, I'm skipping. I'll tell you something. I, you, you bringing up speed just remind me of Keanu Reeves. I got to tell you something later off camera about Keanu Reeves. It's pretty funny. Oh, oh, okay. I'll remind you. So at one point, they fixed the TV there in the Curious Goods store. And then uh, these are two, you know, hedge, uh, the shop owners, whatever the fuck their names are, are like, there, the picture's working. And then the, old guy, and Ryan. the old guy comes in and he goes, and, and the, the, Faith Healer is wearing the glove, and he immediately goes, I know that glove. Yeah. <laughs> I have a sketchbook on it yeah, and well, a backstory the, with it. Yeah, M- Mickey and Ryan are the shop owners, and Jack Marshak, I, if I remember correctly, used to know the uh, the, the shop owner and was like kind of like a, uh, a, a competitor, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So he, he, knows, he knows what he was doing, and he knows a lot about these, these objects. He's just kind of one of those old world been around type guys that just happens to know most of these they do have a catalog everything that they sold has been cataloged otherwise there would be no show so that, that's why they kind of well we see him go, go through and, we see him go through the books and it says the glove and yeah usually in, in these episodes usually in these episodes they go through the book and they find something to say hey this thing was sold to so and so and then they just go after it and this particular one they just decide to use and the next episode, they find a time machine in their store, and they go I back got, in time. I gotta see that episode. Vampires and capes and shit. Well, here's a question: Do we break kind of protocol and just throw in the pilot episode of this show in here so that we have a more of an understanding for later? Because Adam's clearly going to pick this show from here on out. So no, no, I was going to pick something different next time. Maybe I'll just watch this the, the pilot episode on my own. <laughs> Yeah, you should probably watch the pilot episode. I, I, it's not a bad episode. Uh, the whole first season is like really fucking good. Uh, the whole show's good. There, there are a few that are just kind of like, oh, well, that was a thing. But you know, uh, some are better than others. And th- this was one of the ones that I, I, I picked because a lot of people put this on their top ten list of 
shows, and I, I've seen all of them at one point, but I have been so long since <clears> I've seen them, I had to go back and rewatch a couple of them. Yeah. So I actually watched two or three episodes before I decided on this one. This show kind of reminds me, and Adam and I talked about this early on when we were picking anthology shows to put in the list. It reminds me, it's the precursor to X-Files. Yes, So kind of is. How is this an anthology show, but X-Files is not considered an, uh, an anthology show? Yeah, it's weird. Uh, well, probably because, because X, X, X-Files has more of an ongoing story than this one does. They do have story so, arcs in X-Files, but they don't all line up. No, because like, they, they had the mythology series, which yeah. was always one ongoing thing, and it was a, it was a boring, dumb, awful story. And then they had the, the monster episodes, story. which were the good ones. Yeah. yeah. Well, they had the Black Goo Alien mythology season or yeah, series. The alien bounty and then, and, and then they had find, another one. Find his sister. You know. But that one, yeah. Uh, but again, I, again, I think we did talk about this. How that's one of the most emotionally satisfying moments in TV is when. Uh, Mulder finds his sister in that scene where they're all dead and it's just like it's quits like heaven or whatever and spoilers gosh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got the Moby the Moby song playing I, I need another couple decades to finish that show I know come Fuck. on god damn yeah, it who's Mulder doesn't fucking 12 se- 12 seasons of 23 episode show yeah <laughs> you watched it by now what the, what have you been doing all this time what I know right I came late to that party. I didn't watch X Files until about 10, 20 you know, years you know, it's, later. It's oh wow! I watched it on the air. I didn't watch I, it. When I, it was on. I saw some of it, but I didn't watch. Yeah. I didn't watch the it final. Regularly. The first time they ended that series, there was a two-parter, and I recorded it. I never had time to watch it, and I didn't watch it till like ten fucking years after. <laughs> You know, yeah, shows I'm, I'm I would old watch. ass fucking tape, and I'm watching all these commercials for cars that have like you know, gone extinct by this the, time. I'm like, this is some funny shit. I, I, I don't know what it is with me, but like, I would I would record the worst shows. I, I would never get behind the good ones. I would be like, oh, what's this new show? Kindred the Embrace. I'll watch that. <laughs> you were excited about the what dome. The fuck? You started reviewing no, the, no, dome. the dome. The dome. Oh no, that that was so bad. The I, dome I, was awful. That yeah. was so bad. I, I was just like, I told Kyle, I'm done with this show. I can't watch it anymore. It's yeah. terrible. Another one that it's I loved not- for about one season was Fringe, and then I got to the point uh, where I was having to I was having to take notes and write down and like like measure where the fuck it was. I'm pausing it. Rewind Ugh. like, no, this is too much work. Fuck this show. I'm out. I'm out. I could tell that was Catch just a, that was a mad <laughs> scramble to replace Lost. Oh, what do we got? Oh, Josh, it was Josh so Jackson. <sighs> I just remembered the slew of shows in the '90s when I was like, you know, when I could tape. I had a TV VCR and I would tape these shows that were like they literally were on for three weeks and they were gone. Like VR six or VR five was one. That was a, a wag. I just take because the chick was hot. I was like, I like this show for some reason, so I'll watch it. But it was, it was awful. Man, horror shows were, were kind of getting their start in the nineties. Like, like they, no. they were, you know, this was kind of coming like before all those horror shows started taking over. And I can't remember the names of all of them, but I know when Phoenix oh. brings them up, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that show. Yeah. This is Goons of Steen Martin cosplayers. Yeah, there we go. He yeah, goes. Is, that's what. A, the uh, sorry, I don't know character names, Adam, but the old guy goes to break into the Faith Healer's place to find the glove, and in, instead of showing it. Like, like, what was it Dick was saying? I appreciate they didn't show that. Yeah. Instead, they just show him getting Picking kicked out lock. here yeah. by the Steve Martin cosplayers. <laughs> Jack, uh, Jack Marshak is his Look at name. that. And look at this Nikki guy. Nicky Ryan and Jack are the names in your room. Yeah, Faith Healer goons, they all look like uh, 
They look like fucking Leisure Suit Larry. Every single one of them. The Get out of here, bro. The outside scenes remind me of the Casablanca ripoffs from Overdrawn the Memory Bank, where it's just oh, like yeah. the cheapest <laughs> shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I love that scene. Okay, where, where the hell are we? Um, you can't get the glove. I'll just pick up from here. Can't get the glove. Instead, they uh, that he employs his old friend Jerry, who's the slow-talking dude who sounds shit-faced in every scene, who lives hey. on a boat full of snuff tapes. and <laughs> He lives on the boat from Usual Suspects. Yes. That's what we figured. And I was saying it's exactly. It looks like exactly like the same fucking yeah. boat. I was saying he's Kobayashi before he worked for Kaiser. Yeah, yep. But he he employs him to go find out about the faith healer because he's already had some engagements with him. He already revealed him in the beginning. Um, and then he goes there and they kind of talk for a minute. And then he he comes up with a plan. Or uh, Adam, you you kind of heard more of that because you watched it independent of our. Or yeah. talking to each other. So go ahead and what was the exact deal they struck? Fuck, it's been a while since I watched it, but it, it, it what happened is is I remember he went in because he remember he he defrauded him or yeah. you know he he, he uh, caught he him at the him. beginning of the show, debunked him okay publicly, and then he made a deal. He says I'm going to make this right. You know he's like, do you want me to to make a phone call or something? You know and and. Something to entice him to give him another chance to make it right. And um, I don't remember what the exact specifics were, because like I said, I watched this a couple of weeks ago, so I apologize. I probably should have rewatched it earlier today, but I didn't. Um, I can show it now. I mean... It's just... It was was a trick. It it was basically something... He was going to try to right one of his wrongs, because he says, you've been... You know, you you've been following me and frauding me. He said, but I really can do it this time. I can. You yeah. Know, he's like, okay, I believe you. You know, it's like, uh, come to my boat. <laughs> I'll show you some porn, and you know, you, you know what I mean. I, something like that. It's so, the scene no. where he's wearing that weird, wacky fucking vest. <laughs> yeah, that thing. is. Yeah, he looks ah. like a choir boy. Yeah, Vienna choir boy. Hi. He's graduating out of some kind of weird technical uh, Also. I do want to mention whoever did the wardrobe for this show is a, a, a lunatic, a complete fucking lunatic. Because that that Fred McMurray sweater that that guy is wearing right there is offensive. How and is he crossing his episode, legs like that and and own balls? The, <laughs> that's a, the other that's the Cronenberg star right there. The other episode that I was going to pick, uh, John DeLamay had this fucking ridiculous cable sweater on over the top of him. It looked like Granny knitted it. I had a hockey player on the front and back of it. I need to see I just, this so bad. I just had to watch our review of Killer Clowns from Outer Space like six times because I edited that video. I can't stand any <laughs> more cable net sweater. No more movie. cable net sweaters. Both the main characters <laughs> in that to be movie. Outlawed. All right, let's let's shoots holes in your theories, doesn't it? Well, that's what we'll find out. Because if I'm wrong, I think I'm big enough to admit it. Oh, really? So, you know, you know just, what? he's going to try to write it, you know. I'm going to say this. I don't know if it's going to make any sense. Who's scratching themselves? That was uh, me. <laughs> All right. You both are. Um, but no. Scratch my balls. Part, part of why I like this show is because it reminds me of Star Trek Next Generation. It's not very action-packed. It has those sit-down conversations. Why well, just budget reasons He for looks. That. Yeah, exactly. 
but no. it looks like a Star Trek. It looks like a Star Trek scene. Like watch this scene. Yeah, and they it's, they they were on it exactly because it used to be Next Generation yeah, and then Friday yeah, the Thirteenth yeah. the series. You mean back to back humiliation? You tell me this doesn't remind you of like a Star Trek villain from from Next Generation? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. but. It has I, the pacing of that. Star Trek could afford like maybe two more studio lights than yeah. this show could. That's the that's the difference. It wasn't shot true. in Canada, that's why. The, this show is always almost always in the dark. There, there's no fucking lighting at all. Like like they got one spotlight and that's it. Yeah, so. they, they they shot. Uh, I think they shot uh, Star Trek on the was it the Paramount lot or is it the WB lot? I don't know. I assume it was Paramount. I would assume so. Paramount would make sense. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it, it it just kind of reminds me of it in 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 terms of obviously the theme isn't the same. This is more of a horror inspired show, but the the cadence of the show itself it has the it's well written in, as far as has the plot points set up. It has the if you watch it side by side, you'd almost see like the exact same kind of thing at the same time. The closest thing I could compare it to is Ray Bradbury Theater. It's <clears throat> kind of like that. That is on yeah, our list. That, a similar that, intro yeah. as well. Yeah, that would be it. I've yet to see that. That is on our list, but we've yet to pull. pull Not it. as good as this one, yeah. but yeah, I remember watching Ray Bradbury oh. Theater, and well, I got here, a kick out of that. And I thought this was better because this is a darker show than than Ray Bradbury Theater. Yeah, definitely. so uh, Star Trek: Next Generation was filmed at Paramount and Warner Brothers Burbank Studios. I'm glad we clarified that. Huh. Weird. I wonder why they shot at Warner Brothers. Uh, they got better, uh, bigger sets. I think, but bigger, um, bigger warehouses for their set design, probably. Universal is kind of shoved in there, isn't it? Well, Paramount's small. Or, sorry, Paramount Par- is shoved in. Paramount, yeah, Paramount's like downtown somewhere. And they, yeah, it's not very. I, big. I've been to that lot. They they don't yeah. have a whole lot of room. If they they have to buy like yeah. billion dollar estates to expand their lot, they're not going yeah. to. They're going to do that. That's where we saw when we saw Team America World Police. <laughs> yeah, that was like the best thing ever. Uh, but yeah, the, we were there. Warner Brothers lot is huge, and they have all that room up in the valley. They can do whatever the fuck yeah. they want. Yeah, um, that's what they, that's what they do. Yeah, they, they utilize it like a motherfucker. They must have like a, a working relationship because Universal Studios is basically at Warner Brothers. Well, yeah, everybody shoots at Warner Brothers, I think. So it's just it's just the way it is. They all rent their space yeah. there to shoot anything. It's because it's money. Yeah. well, it's the only place in town. Because fucking Universal, they tore down their studios to make way for Harry Potter World. Yeah, they tore down a yeah. hundred year old studios where they shot the Phantom of the Opera, the silent one. They tore that down to make Harry Potter World. And well, then at the theme park, they tore down Jaws the Ride to make room for fucking Harry Potter's bullshit. Yeah, did too. they really? So, yeah. Jaws is gone. Yeah, yeah I, I, I sadly never got to see the Jaws. Attraction. I saw it a thousand times. We went there yeah, all the time. Them. Remember? I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember my mom. I, I mean, I've seen it virtually, but I've never actually been there. I always wanted to oh. just go there and do it. It was it's, like a childhood thing, and they tore it down. It's so. nothing great, but it is fun. Like right. You just something you say you want to say you did. You my know, favorite thing about Universal was pictures. Yeah, Back to yeah. the Future Ride was my favorite at Universal. That was fun. Yeah, that, I think that's still there. No, it's gone. It's the Simpsons. Oh, was that one gone too? Okay, yeah. it's gone. It's the Simpsons. I think now. The, the yeah. funny thing about Universal is I I've been there once. It is such a gigantic fucking park that you can't do everything in one day. Oh, you're it's talking about Florida. Florida. You're talking about Florida though. L A. Well, the L A. one is L- tiny. LA's small. It's yeah. tiny. Okay. Remember, yeah, remember the Florida, when we, the Florida one is is it's divided amongst three parks. And oh no, 
It's, is... There's no trains. There's no cars. You walk to everything, and you, I, you can only do like one park a day. I, I have to double check. I think LA might still have the Jaws ride. It might still be yeah, part of the studio tour. They might yeah. still have it, but I'm not sure because they might have gotten. Every rid time of it. I hear about the Jaws ride, though, I can think of his mall rats. The guy wanted to propose to his girlfriend on the fucking Jaws ride. I'm like, yeah. God bless you, Kevin Smith, for coming up with some shit like that. I, I guarantee one of those parks in Florida is bigger than the one in LA. Oh, it's not very big, yeah. but it's fun. I, yeah, it's I, a I lot was, of fun. I was super, because I've been to a lot of amusement parks, and I was super impressed with Universal Studios. I'm like, this place is fucking ridiculously big. Yeah, it, I heard it was great. Even the one in Japan so was nice. My, so fun. Uh, my parents went to the one in Japan and said that was awesome. So, Oh, they're all better than the ones in L.A., that's for sure. I remember being in the one in L.A. all of its money off of tourists, because yeah. just, it's just tons of theme parks everywhere. Yep. And they're constantly, yep. they're constantly adding on and building to that shit, too. So. Yeah. Do you remember the one in L.A., Dick, that we went to with everybody, and I started yelling at the Blues Brothers guys, and they they finally had to stop the car and yell and scream back at me? <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> that was good. They had the Blues days. Brothers guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty good, uh, good life. I, I think when we were there, they were doing the mummy stuff still. I'm not sure. Maybe yeah, they had the mummy ride, there. and it was like There's a big indoor there. thing. I don't remember a ride with it though. I thought it was just a walkthrough. It's it's an indoor roller coaster. Might have been. Well, they did have the indoor roller coaster, but it might have been after we were gone. Yeah, that might have come a couple years later. And of course, you can't ride everything because everything's going to have like a two-hour wait to get on it. So you have to be very selective about what now, the fuck you, you want to ride. You know what made us go faster? We had. Uh, oh wait, no, that was film. No, that was yeah. You were there. Uh, uh, he had his cast on. Remember who was it? Josh. From Seattle, one of the Seattle boys. Oh yeah, he, had, <laughs> he, he broke his arm, cast and we got to go in front of the line because we were with a kid who was limping. Oh, so yeah, we got ahead of everybody. Yeah. He there broke his like leg. Sk- he broke his leg skateboarding or snowboarding or something when yeah, he's yeah yeah. Bring a can- handicap person. It helps. Like this guy, the faith oh, healer. Yeah. Let's get back to that. Um, <laughs> I get you in front of the line at the studio tour. <laughs> okay. At one point. Our, the the slow-talking dude, Jerry, Jerry. Uh, pulls a gun on the old guy and ties him up very kinkily. <laughs> very very BDK, some wacky very, shit's Very going 50, on. 50 first shades of gray. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's got it tucked under his ball sack. Oh, here he is. Yeah, there Oh, good. Thank you. Oh, there was, there was some fucking Folsom Street ball tied knots there. There you go. <laughs> that's some fucking BTK shit right there. Well, you could tell. Yeah, that's, that's some shit on the Folsom Street Fair right there. You could tell Jerry's been living at sea for a while. He's got all these sailor knots. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> sailor knots. Exactly. Adam, as a sailor yourself, do these do these live up to the expectations? No. 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 Didn't think I, I, so. I'm going to tell you that right now. I learned those knots the first day of fucking boot camp, yeah. and I don't remember any of them. Not one fucking one. I was not good at tying knots. I, I, I learned enough to get my way through boot camp, and that's as yeah. far as I you, went. You did the high school algebra thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know I enough to... I, 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 I memorized it and moved on. I, I know enough to not repeat this course next yeah. year. That's consumers no. consumer math that was the one for us if you if you threw me on a ship by myself we would die we would all fucking we're all dead all right i, I know how to type you know and i don't know anything else <laughs> okay um he ties him up and he goes he invites the dude over and it's, it feels like they're gonna have gay sex at any moment and it he tells him he tells him to get in his knees and i was like oh here it comes here we go yeah but instead he faith heals him with his left hand the gloveless hand with the $3 watch on it, as you see here. 
<laughs> and he shoves him against the thing, and then both Dick and I were like, "Oh, he killed it!" Oh no, he's fine. We thought he crashed in his skull with a with a desk, but no. Wouldn't that be funny though if that watch he was wearing was the time device for the next week's episode? That'd be amazing. We didn't know it at the audience. We as yeah. the audience didn't know it. Yeah. Two haunted things in an episode. We're too clever. Yeah. You know this, they they kind of did a a sequel to this show. It's called The Conjuring Universe. Oh God! <laughs> it's the same thing, honestly. Pretty much, yeah. Only it's quote based on real events. Quote, based on the quote. case files of two frogs. Kind of like yeah, kind of like Amityville horrors based on a real story too. Nah, yeah, and they were yeah. part of that too. That's fucking frog. Yeah, it's a part of the same universe. Yeah, because the same wanna, fucking I, I the same people. See, I want to see the real true story of the Warrens, where basically Earl, Earl Warren went to the Amityville Horror House and he said, "Hey, listen." If you wanna, if you want this to work, you gotta write a book, say it's haunted, you'll make a million dollars. I swear, let's do it. And they did. It's gonna be one of those did. nasty insider stories where it just exposes oh, yeah. how fucking corrupt they are and shit. Because oh, you absolutely. know the fuck they are. You oh, they were completely are. yes. Everybody knows that. It's cool. Don't say. I mean, it makes for interesting stories, <laughs> but yeah, it's like come the fuck on. What you know, was you know that from? What was? And don't say. That is an outtake from a movie that never made it into the uh, final cut. It's just something he did for the director. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. That's what I heard. Yeah. Oh my god. The only movies I can think where he's a cop like that is Two Eleven. It's one of the. It's one of those like low. One of his lower tier recent movies that he was in. You mean a movie last twenty years? He's done. Yeah, one of those. No. We'll we'll talk about him when we do this. And I, we'll talk about that at the end of the show. We'll talk about the revolving okay. show we're going to do after this. But yes, okay. He uh, no, we'll talk about it in the next one, John Carpenter. Um, but anyway, yes. he 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 pretends to heal him, and then he eventually does take out the glove, and he's like, "This thing, oh, it's, oh, here's this," and he puts it in his pocket. And then our main character pulls out his little gun and refuses to stand up. He just sits there <laughs> and shoots at him. He shoots a guard that comes down the stairs. Somehow the bullet goes through him, and it's like a snub nose. Pistol. I don't know well, why it ricochets off behind him, and then he, he falls down with a hole in his chest. Or it, it went only ricochets him. when the plot needs it. To yeah, apparently yeah. that, that fucker should have killed everybody in that room if that if that room was yeah, built a, the way we thought. Like it was. fucking iron bit, iron thing is gonna ricochet. Yeah, it's probably made out of lead. But he shot that. He shot that warning shot in the air. Like, oh, you don't think I'm serious? Boom! And I expected like, ow, my leg. He shoots him in the face. That, that would be a nice plot twist. He this shouldn't work out the way I thought it was going to work out. What happens if you shoot the glove itself? Well, he did, remember? No. Uh, the the, the glove had a bullet hole in it? No, that was absorbing was the out. one from him. Yeah. yeah but then, he absorbed but I think, it out of himself. But yeah. if he shot the, but, the glove directly is what my question is. Well, that's the thing, though, because the glove absorbs the, the, the disease or whatever the yeah. ailment is, but... You have to do it within a certain amount of time, but he did. He, he did heal himself. He was one bullet was coming out, and all of a sudden he got shot seventeen times. Well, let me let me say something because I want to set that up because he he chases him out of, of the boat. Yeah, he's on the little catwalk thing that goes across to the land, and he he shoots he, him like three he, times. He shoots him once in the back. Yeah, yeah, in the just back, just the one time. And yeah. he falls in the car, and he grabs a glove out, and he holds himself, and he drives away like a maniac in a, in a car that is the size of the boat that Jerry's on. And then he crashes it, and he's stuck between two uh, shipping containers, 
And I expect it to be full of dead women, like in Wire or Dexter. And, <laughs> uh, but then he gets Jerry, or yeah, Jerry shows up and he's kind of like, ha 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 ha, and he kind of waits. And he's just sitting there with the glove. And he's like, oh, and then he's like, ball, 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 bullet shots. And I was like, what the? F-? We we were like, what? Yeah. who's shooting him? The window's fine. Yeah, it turns doesn't out make any sense. Well, it's well, it's yeah, ten. It, it's it, ten. The fold. best setup they could do is it, it. Yeah, if you don't give it to somebody else, then it, it happens to you tenfold. So that's that's why he's got all them fucking but, shots. It's just yeah. it's just kind of weird the way they executed. They should have yeah. just showed him with bullet holes, not actually. Those bullets look like they came from somewhere. They were they squibs. were squibs. He had squibs no. on his fucking no. yeah. No. So, uh, I I can understand a confusion. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But, I mean, I, I I got the story. I bought it, so I didn't really have a problem with it. It's just yeah. it's kind of a weird way that they showed Should- that. Too bad Sonny Corleone didn't have the glove to fix the 5,000 bullet yeah, holes no he shit. got. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They massacred my boy. <laughs> he shoots him out of the ah! glove. <laughs> yeah. To this, use all your powers to make sure she doesn't this, see him like this. To this day, I think that's the most scripts ever on an actor for a scene like that. I don't think anybody's Oh, Robocop. Robocop. James Conn hasn't been right ever since. Yeah, Robocop. Robocop, yeah, I believe that. I Robocop has way more. Well, bigger ones. Yeah. Shit, he gets That's close like range gush. That goes a gushing yeah. when he shoots him out the window. Well, I think like only a couple of them were real, and then the rest of them was like the model, like the puppet that they designed. Was there a puppet? Blew, okay. Blew the, yeah, they blew the shit out of a... They had made a life-size puppet of him. So. Oh, shit. See, the only way you can find Robocop now, because I'm a big fucking nerd yeah. obviously but you know uh, uh is the the nc7 or x-rated version that's available now where that scene goes on much longer than it did in the theatrical release and you actually see the puppet a lot more they had to cut that because that was one of those things that got it an x rating so the copies that you buy that of the blu-ray now like the arrow release and everything else are all the x-rated versions so wow you don't say it you don't say this thing is getting more and more expensive on eBay every week. I know. I know. This thing is not cheap anymore. They uh they made a bigger one too that was like electronic that was like about two fifty and I was just like, fuck, I can't spend two fifty on a toy. But no, that was probably worth seven thousand. You know? No, that, that that was the NECA version. They that was still about yeah. two hundred bucks. They did a oh, hot okay. they did a hot toys version. Well let me show you like let me show like you my feet. version of that. Nice. Ah! <laughs> I don't have one. I want one. I want to get. I want. To, I want to find another. But they're just so expensive. Yeah. They're yeah. just not. Robocop memorabilia is so fun. It just everything Damn. about the design of that was great. But yeah, back to the show. Yeah, he uh, uh, he, he, he gets shot he a bunch. Traps the faith healer. Yeah. And then Jerry goes back to the boat, and then he pulls out the old man who's already untied himself somehow. He's about a sick game of tag. He he pulls out the glove, or he has the glove on. It's all fucked up. Or no, it's it's fine. He touches himself, and it's like masturbatory yeah i'll show it right now yeah i feel like the fact that even after they kill the faith healer the episode's not over yet it's not really about the faith healer anymore it's about the glove of the faith healer yes. so the faith there is almost inconsequential to the episode but nope he's, he's a piece of shit he's i can't just take a, it he I is can't, what they say he is if you're wearing this i can't take you seriously if you have a gun no i just keep it. thinking you have my three sons no. all right here he goes. There he goes. It's masturbatory, what he does. That is a terrible scene. Oh, yeah. It's really bad. Oh. 
David Cronenberg, and then they come on bikes. That was the best part. Yeah, they're so Canadian of them. The, those are Canadian bikes. motorcycles. I told you. Yeah, I have. This is our second episode of the show. It has the exact same problem. The this, whatever the fuck they are, brother sister who are fucking or a couple who are fucking, show up. They're at not the, brother sister. Show up at the end out of oh. fucking nowhere. Remember the last yeah, one? They, they just do. run down a hill. They're like, "Oh, we're here." And we're like, "How the fuck did you this, find them?" This one too. I noticed that those two have nothing to do with this episode. Nothing whatsoever. Absolutely fucking nothing. They, they got just not even had them in there. They got the TV working, and I got the ball rolling for the old man. That's it. That's it. it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> they, they show up at the end to to get the exposition part out, so that Jack can say. Well, Vance, you just got here at the last fucking minute. I had a real fucked up day. Want to hear about it? Let me summarize the plot that you just saw. You know, yes. oh, eighties TV. You're right about everything you guys say about eighties TV. It was it was the worst. It really was. The eighties itself were the worst, but um, well, I mean, there was good and bad things, but most of it, when it comes to TV, it was all like really bad. Yeah, like, most of it. There's like a you say it's the learning curve. They yeah. were learning. This was like the end of the 80s, so you got 80s, 90s, but everything that looks that was shot in this episode looks like it was shot in 79. So yeah. especially that fucking sweater. Oh, yeah. That, that sweater is like so bad that Goodwill will be like, no, nah, you know what? We're, we're not going to take just, this. Just burn just it. Just take that just somewhere it. else. Yeah. Sorry yeah. about that. We can't, we can't take yeah. shit. The Goodwill incinerator. Yeah. <laughs> Good, <laughs> the furnace. That one away. <laughs> But uh, there's a there's a tag sequence where the uh, Jerry's trying to touch the old man, and then the old man's like, "Ha!" throws his hand into his face. And apparently, that's another rule: if you touch yourself again, it gives it back to you. And uh, Jerry melts away into a pile of goo. It reminded me of the. Do you remember those the spore guns from Agent from Harm from the MST episode? Oh yeah. They shoot him with like a little water pistol. And I don't think I've seen that one yet. It's got Adam Chance. It was the guy that was in the uh, the Fear episode of, of Twilight Zone. The, the sheriff. Do you remember that, Adam? Okay. Uh. It, but they, they have a spore gun, and they shoot him, and it makes them all, like, gross. It looks like they just threw a, uh, a, a cleaning agent onto something really dirty, and it kind of boils, you know, bubbles. And that's it, but yeah. it, it's this gross-looking bubbly thing, and then it turns them into they that. Get, they got that little bellows thing that they put underneath the fake skin. I, I always like that that effect, though. It just it just gives you that unsettled. You know, it's like, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and it looks yeah. like you just had like hydrogen peroxide on on something infected, and it's yeah, and that's it. But everybody's had that day where they had a pimple, and you look at it, and that's exactly what you see in the mirror. It's, that's not probably as bad as it really is, but you always see it that way. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, God, I got that today now. Huh? Great. Yeah. So our the old guy, I, I'm not going to get his name ever, but his his friend Jack is dead. Marshak. You say that. it It's... Jack. 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 Phoenix. Jack. I'm sorry. Jack. But uh, the old guy's uh, friend has Jack. died. And in the next scene, we get this shit where she's immediately, the girl is immediately like, hey, why aren't you joking around with me? I mean, I know your friend just died and everything, but, you know, Jack. why are you being such a grump oh, apotamus? Uh, there's my something hair's about a cape that... Cape. Jack? Yeah, I hear you. Well, I've been reading up about this cape, and I really oh, think... bother. That... I'm mourning you, bitch. <laughs> like, his friend just died. <laughs> He was a friend of mine, for fuck's sakes. We did kinky shit. Fifty and, Shades of Grey style. You and understand? what the holy fucking shit is she wearing? It's a skirt up to here. 
And then a, a button-up shirt on top. Don't forget the uh, the gratuitous 80 shoulder pads there, uh, Phoenix. You know what she looks like? I, I said Heather Graham during the, li- during the live episode commentary, but she also kind of looks like the girl from The Stand. What the fuck is her name with the gap Carrie's tooth? Oh, G- G- Larcoma or something like that? The Sangiacoma girl? The girl from... Laura uh, Sangiacoma? No. She had giant tits? No, the girl... Uh, what's her fucking name? He, she, she's a... Uh, She's talking to just, Larry, Larry Underwood the whole time. She was in Just Shoot Me? Yeah, yeah. Is that her? Yeah, Laura okay. Sangiacoma. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I didn't know she had giant tits. She had tits. giant tits. Didn't know that. Oh, how can you not know? I saw that. I saw him on the... on the. Uh, somebody was doing a, a video of the stand, and they show a scene where she's laying down, and like her bra yeah. is like can barely contain I know what you're talking watermelons. about. I know the shot, but I don't remember... You know when, when oh, we redo this, when it's we redo in here. This, it won't go away. When when we redo this episode, we have to have an episode just for Dick, where where it's called Tit Reader. You know, because he he can read tits and tell you their whole fucking life existence just by their fucking boobs. You know? And you're like, that's those tits is, are so big, I just shoot on you. Oh. It's my that's my my uh, mutant power is titty titty cut recall. <laughs> uh, oh, hold on. 36D uh, areolas. You know, you could probably make a fort. <laughs> you could probably make a fortune if you make tit recognition software where you just like show a pair of tits and so it's like the whole fucking history of somebody just buying yeah. tits. Shit, you're right. I gotta get on I had that. no idea. Here's a picture of her and George Seagal. Um, Rest in peace. I had no idea. Yeah, totally. She's, she's giant. Yeah, no, she's got big boobs. What the hell is what that? What the fuck what is, is happening here? What is that? Twins. They're celebrity twins. There's a second one. Oh, my God. You her boobs tell... are not as big. Oh, my God. That Did looks you... like a bad Twilight Zone front Forrest Whitaker blue screen. She's getting older. There you go. I guess I do remember from here. Once I see this, I'm like, oh, yeah, now I remember. Yeah, those sweaters really did do wonders. They just shoot me. That's what the producers were thinking. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Big, big titties on there. Yeah. That's what that that'll be what we discuss in the next uh, episode here. Uh, the last gasp of of nineties. Don't give a shit with women, right? The yeah. attitude toward women is so it's so hilarious. It is. It's, it is over, so over the top. It's just not. Yeah. Shut up, you bitch. Get in that fucking car, you bitch. <laughs> so much of that going on in the next movie. Save it. Save it. Save it for the episode. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, he did this before you showed up, Adam. He wouldn't shut up about <laughs> oh, the fucking shit. movie. So I had to mention, I was like, oh, let's yeah. talk about uh, childhood molestation. Let's talk about that instead. That's way more comfortable right now. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. Anyway, um, Adam, it's your episode. Wrap it up. Yeah, I would give this one an 8 out of 10. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good story. Uh, it was shot well by a director that, that apparently knows what he's doing. I... Do want to preface though that I'm not a huge Cronenberg fan. I like a couple of his movies, but I'm not as into him as some horror fanatics would be. Okay, yeah. he said that's not why I chose this episode. I chose this. I chose this because I did see this once long ago before. There's a lot of good ones that I could have picked from, but I wanted to pick something that I thought we could we could talk about more. You know, so uh, and this one shows up like almost almost all of the top ten. Friday the Thirteenth lists. You will see this episode on there. Sorry, I didn't see that. What was your score? Sorry, eight out of ten. Okay, 
Um, Dick, what is your score for Adam's I would say episode? 8 out of 10. I would say I enjoyed it. I oh, thought... you didn't say 8.357? No, I'll do that later. Uh, when oh. I'll give it a break for now. But um, no, I, I I like Cronenberg, but I like Cronenberg's lesser body horror stuff. Like I like Eastern Promises, yeah. History of Violence, you know, those kind of movies. And he doesn't really Yeah, History do that of Violence awesome. is great. That, that's yeah. a good movie. Solid yeah. fucking no. movies. And Eastern Promise, I love Eastern Promise. Eastern Promise is really good. History of Violence is way better, though. But Eastern Promise yeah, is still yeah, good. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. Rohim. It's always interesting to see like another director's take on a yeah. TV show and yeah. what they'll do with it. Yeah. You know? and I kind of so. wish we'd have more of that, especially in the 80s. You, you think, well, I know probably Wes Craven did an episode of Freddy's Nightmares. No. And so did Toby Hooper. I don't think he did. I know, to- I know Toby Hooper did. Toby Hooper would do anything. This is true. Toby Hooper would do anything for fucking Coke money back then. All right. Yeah, so for his that, that, guy was, that guy did all of the fucking drugs. I also gave it an eight. Yeah. Yay. I gave this halfway through the episode. I'm like, I like this episode. Pretty good. And, and <laughs> we'll forever have Jerry. What a great character. Oh, my God. We're going to reference Jerry a lot. So bookmark Jerry's, this. Earmark it. Yeah. Dog, he dog was ear interesting it. enough. I almost wish that he was like a regular part of the cast because it's just something about his delivery was like, it's like he's just interesting. Yeah. Where, you know, Jack and Mickey and Ryan, whose names you will remember because they're not that interesting of people. No. Uh, I, I do think Roby's kind of hot in an 80s weird sort of way, but, you know. She Other reminds that, me not a very memorable character. She, she yeah. reminds me of that girl that we're talking, just talking about, whose name I already forgot. Because, but she reminds me of her where she's like, "Oh, she's hot." Oh, wait, no, she's not. And you see her, yeah, exactly. Like in every picture you see her, you think the other the opposite. Depends on what she's wearing in the scene. Yeah, yep. they're just this the angle and the lighting can change her into an yep. ugly creature. Unlike Heather yep. Graham, who I compared her to, who is just always hot. So, yeah, there you go. What are you gonna do? But yeah, solid episode. Good pick. Um, you do something that we don't do, or, or at least I don't do, because Dick did watch his next episode. I don't watch. I don't want to watch anything beforehand. Uh, that is, I want to go on blind and be surprised. So, I like to well, pick something out that's fun. You know. Yeah. Uh, that's, the yeah. other reason I do that too is because we we like to talk through the episode. Sometimes I want to watch it with the dialogue so that I know what's going on. So that when you ask me, I made the mistake with this one though, as I watched it several weeks ago. I should have rewatched it again before the episode. Yeah. That's on me. But um, I also do that so that if you do ask what's going on, I can say, "Oh, well, this is." I think I did a pretty good job of explaining anything that didn't. Yeah. And whatever didn't make sense was just a product of '80s bad but, TV. Uh, I like sharing things though with people, like especially just just for some like gather ye acorns. The amazing stories we're going to watch next week. It's just that's like a, a saccharine like feel good episode where it's just like it's Mark Hamill yeah. from the eighties. So it's like when Mark there Hamill was really desperate for work. Uh right before I mean before the Joker. I mean it's before it's, he started becoming a voiceover guy. Yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And post Giver. Yeah. You get to see uh, uh early Forrest Whitaker. So it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Uh, for about two seconds. I I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of Forrest Whitaker, honestly, but so you teased it, let's say uh episode forty seven next week. Amazing Stories 116, Gather Ye Acorns. The week after that, we are getting back to our episode 48, Inside Number 9. Uh, epi- episode 500. So it's it's an episode that was Ooh. not part of the official the special listing. episode. Yeah. Deadline. Yeah. Like, this is the one I said, do not look up anything about. Okay. We'll go in. Look, we'll go in just go in blind because I ruined it for me. But I, yeah, I'm fine with it. But 
Going Blind. It's called Deadline. It was their live episode. And oh, that's, okay. that's all I'll okay. say about it because it sounds fucking hilarious. The way, <laughs> Just the descriptions I saw. And I was like, oh, that sounds... It's perfectly Monty Python. That's all I'll say. But Fantastic. that's going to be in two weeks. Uh, or three weeks, sorry, because we're taking a week off. Uh, but yeah, after that, we'll get back to the wheel for a week or for a round. Bust a deal, face the wheel. Two men enter, one man leaves. But then after that, we get back, after our round of the wheel, we get back to Creep Show. There you yes. go. Yeah. And then. Which is so still on. going strong, I'm happy to say. So on. Yeah. I'm looking forward to all. I'm looking forward to every fourth week on this show. Oh. But everything in between, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we must endure the pain. It's we really only three pain. weeks that we have to dread, where it's the wheel picking. Yeah. And after that, we get you the. You don't know what pain is. We if get it picks so Henry, I'm going to come through the computer and oh, break that fuck. fucking ball thing. You're going to come on the computer. I'm gonna come on the computer and I'm gonna come over and break that bowl. No, here. no, 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 no. It it's gonna pick suspense. 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 You're keeping you in suspense. Remember the that's your pattern. <laughs> All right, guys. Whatever uh, car you drive. Really good episode. Solid episode. It went in my top tier bucket, Adam. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth, yeah. the series one twelve. Faith Healer, you are, you are clean. You may enter the top tier bucket. Yay. I'm curious about that vampire one, though, and why they time travel. I am so curious, but I'm never going to watch it. If you ever want a, a, li- a little list of ones that I can pick out for you to watch, let me know. Because I, I, I have like a little list of favorites that I really had to whittle down on this one to, to pick it. So it's difficult. No. You but yeah, just... next time I pick, I'll do a different show just to be different. Well, you have to. The, next, yeah. the rule of the next round, what we pick, is we can't pick any of the shows that were picked on the previous... That's right. So That's no right. no creep show, no uh, amazing stories, and no Friday the Thirteenth. You can do it in two suspense. Picks. If you want to pick a suspense episode, I hate you and go right ahead. No, I'm not doing that. And I hate you. Okay. Not on my watch. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, um, let's get out of here. LAWstudios.com for me. RaidersOfLostFlix.com for Adam. Dick is a homeless drifter, and he's just he broke into someone's house, and he's just hanging out there right now. But I got a fridge. He's got a fridge. He's got, someone's got a fridge, and he's living there. He he has a casting couch and a naked puzzle basement in the same place. I'm only doing your plugs because I have to pee so bad. So LAW Studios, blah, blah blah blah. Until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. Adam Wilcox. Hurry up! So long, citizens. <laughs> You're a cruel man. I like how you made that last exactly three seconds. What an asshole. <laughs> I want to touch you with a glove, dick. <laughs> Niagara Falls. <clears throat> <laughs> 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 <laughs>